welcome into another edition of our Cattails podcast, the Weber State Athletics podcast. I'm Paul Grua and joined today by head coach Jay Hill, the Weber State football coach. And we are sitting in the Spokane airport on a quiet Monday afternoon as we're heading home for the Big Sky kickoff uh, in Spokane. Coach Hill along with Noah Otagi and Eddie Heckard here representing Weber State. Coach, you've been through this before. Nine, this is your ninth time here at a big sky kickoff. Yeah, that's, I'm sure, first of all, that's hard to believe. Yeah, I think the longest tenured coach now, right, in the big sky. I can't think of anyone that has more, so. Which is saying something. You, maybe that's something you probably never thought you'd do. <laughs> well, it's been, it's been a good, it's been a good run. We've won a lot of championships. It's fun to be the veteran guy now and kind of know what to expect and what we're up against. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, but every every year, you know, at the kickoff, the polls are out, the preseason com- all-conference team and so forth, which, you know, you've been picked close to last before. You've been picked first a couple of times. This year you're fourth, but every year you seem to say it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter where they pick us. I mean, n- nobody goes out and wins a championship because somebody picked them to win first or you, go, you don't go out and win, lose all your games because someone picked you to be last. That's just not how it works. And the way our players are, they'll have a little bit of motivation. I think they picked us fourth. Our players will be motivated to show that we're the best team in the league and and um, be excited to do that. But I, I, I never have, never will put much stock into the preseason polls. If you could summarize maybe one or two things that were missing from last year. You went 6-5, and five, but obviously not to the level that you wanted. Any A couple of things that you could stand out that just missed or weren't, weren't quite there? We lost the turnover margin in three critical games. The James Madison game, we were minus two. We were minus three against UC Davis, and we were minus two against Montana State. If you're plus one in those three games, you, win, you probably win all three. And that's something we're not used to being is on the – on the minus side of the turnover margin and it killed us in those games and then the other thing that stood out is we had been such a phenomenal home team and last year we started 0-4 at home and continued to be a great road team which is huge in this league but uh, if if someone had told us we'd have been 0-4 I would have said you're crazy and if someone would have said we were going to go 5-1 on the road and our only loss was going to be the University of Utah uh, I would have told you we'd have made the playoffs for sure. So it was just kind of one of those weird years where things didn't necessarily fit just right. Do you think back very often to your first or second year where obviously six wins was a, would have been a huge thing, but now it's six wins is a disappointment for you. Do you, do you think back about that and how far you've, you've brought the program? Well, not really. I mean, I know one thing. Every year one of our goals is to have a winning season, and we did that for, I think, seven straight years now that we've had winning years or eight straight years, which is a huge record before that in Weber State history. I think the the most they had ever put together back to back to back was three winning seasons in a row, and now we've done it for eight. And so uh, was it exactly what we wanted? No. Are we still heading in the right direction with winning seasons and being competitive? Absolutely. I mean, last year one of the best teams we played was Eastern Washington. We beat them on the road, and um we still have the talent and the ability that when we put it together that we can be anybody in fcs football now you love playing on the road i know you love the atmosphere you love the friday night just traveling what is it about the road that you love to be on well it feels like college football to me you know you get on a bus you get on a plane um you get to go into hostile environments where they don't necessarily like you and i've always liked that i liked it as a player i like it 
as a coach. Um, our players thrive on it. It's fun to win in hostile environments uh, and to prove that you can do hard things because in our league, it's hard to win on the road, and our, our players have been phenomenal in handling those environments. So obviously last year, uh, Rashid Shaheed, Connor Mortensen, Jared Sheets, some of the, Ty Whitworth, some of those guys that have played a whole lot of games for you over the last five years, won four titles. They're all gone. Uh, but, but those players really laid the foundation for what you want to continue and played more games than anybody. Phenomenal careers, and we honor them as seniors uh, during this, you know, this last spring banquet. But how do you move on from replacing some of those key guys that played a lot of football for you? Well, it's college football. You know you're going to lose them every four or five years, and you're going to have to replace great players. Uh, the year before that, we lost Jonah Williams and Adam Rodriguez, two of the best defensive ends in the country, and we lost um, – the, the year before that, we lost the secondary with Keelan Benjamin and Jordan Prater and Juwan Harrison. And um, you just find ways to reload. Um, in 18, uh, in 2018, we had eight first team all conference defensive players in 2018. And that year, we lost half of them. And in 2019, we went into that first game against San Diego State with three freshmen, true freshmen starting in the secondary and held them to six points. And everybody was worried about how the secondary would be that year. And the reality is that happens in college football. you got to reload. you got to coach new guys to do it. And this year's no different. We have a couple position groups that need to step up through this fall camp. On the defensive side, you know, a few years ago, you, you mentioned that the, the, the secondary was fairly young, you know, and, and really up front you were loaded with a lot of experience. seems to be kind of almost the opposite now. Uh, how, how do you assess your defensive side of the ball this year? Well, we're young at defensive end and we're young at linebacker, um, but we're talented in those areas, and so we need those guys to step up. We're very veteran in the defensive tackle group. We're very veteran in the secondary, and so we need those teams, those, those position groups that are more veteran. Those guys need to play great. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, we're very veteran at running back, tight end. We have three or four really good offensive linemen that have played a lot for us. Those guys need to play great. Um, and uh, as these other position groups are getting their feet wet, um, the other groups need to, to, to play great while they are. Uh, you mentioned running backs. Josh Davis obviously has been hurt the last couple of years, but he, he's back. Kevin Smith has been hurt several times, but in a head here a long time. You really are loaded there along with Chris Jackson and Dante, and, and Dante McMillan and DeMond Bankson, really loaded at the running back. Well, those five guys, you can win a championship with any one of those five. And we feel confident that we need to uh, use those guys and they need to get touches and – we need to find creative ways of getting them all the ball because uh, they're difference makers and they're mismatch problems. Um, so we just need to do a good job of getting them all the ball. And the reality, there's only so many touches in a game that can go around, and we're going to have to do a good job of how we disperse the ball. So obviously a new offensive coordinator in and Mickey Mental comes in. What differences and, and how much different do you think the fans will notice the offense this year? Well, I think there's going to be times where we're more spread out. There's times where we're going to use tempo to our favor, going fast, huddling, changing that up. Um, we need to rely on our good offensive line. That's going to be a critical part. Uh, we're going to have to rely on our good tight ends and try to find ways that those position groups become mismatches. And I think Coach Mental's got a good plan for how we do that. 
Um, the reality is offensive football still comes down to taking care of the football, being able to run it efficiently, and the, where, the area we need to get better at over the last, from where we've been the last couple of years is throwing the ball more efficiently. And I thought we took huge strides in doing that this spring. We'll go back to a couple of you guys that just left. Rashid Shahid signed a, a big contract with the Saints. And, of course, Taron Johnson obviously playing really well. Jonah Williams has been in the NFL. Several guys that I'm sure just brings you a lot of joy just to see what they're doing in the NFL level. Yeah, Sua Opeta, Sua Opeta a bunch well. of games. Yes. And Andrew Vollert was on rosters even up till last year. Um, so, you know, to see those guys be successful is huge. And we have... We have a couple others this year that are going to get NFL opportunities. Two of the ones that are here with us here at Spokane this week, Noah and Eddie, will both have NFL opportunities. And um, the reality is we've got to keep our guys healthy and we got to continue to develop guys like, you know, the two that I just mentioned have done a phenomenal job since our freshman years of continuing to become big, strong, physical guys that will stand out on the field and when they get opportunities at the combine and testing. I'm sure you don't realize this, but th- this season you'll coach your 100th game at Weber State. And you last year, of course, you broke the all-time record, the career-winning record. Uh, that's a lot of games at Weber State. <laughs> I'm getting old, huh? Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, you know, th- it's been so good for us. Uh, my wife and I, Sarah and I, were the other day were talking about uh, the great friends that our kids have had in Ogden and how good it's been for raising them. It's such a phenomenal city and a phenomenal place to raise a family. I mean, we've been nothing but blessed here. And to, to be able to be that long in one place and to have my whole coaching, entire coaching career in one state is pretty much unheard of. And um, we are we feel very blessed that that's been the case. Well, and, and why don't you give us an update on how Sarah's doing? <laughs> she's doing great. She's tougher than nails. Um, she's five years cancer-free now. And... We just live scan to scan now and just keep our fingers crossed, but she's doing phenomenal. Um, her body's getting healthier and healthier each year after you know all those crazy treatments she went through, but um, she's still you know, tough as nails and the players love her and a critical part to our team success, really. Uh, what did you do for fun this summer? <laughs> oh, summer. I always golf a lot and may and june and then i get sick of golfing and i start fishing um and we fish a bunch of different ways and then about time i get sick of fishing i know it's time for football to start and we're about there between fishing i'm about fished out and golfed out so football season's just around the corner during the season during the you know that you guys i don't think people realize how many hours you, you actually put in and you can you can walk us through that a little bit of, of what you do to watch film and prepare for the next opponent but how do you also try to stay a little bit sane a little bit balanced in your life how do you do those things during the season well it's hard because you're so busy um i know when i was at the university of utah as an assistant coach when my family was young we would work 10 hours about 10 hours on sunday and then you'd work 16 to 17 hours on Monday and Tuesday. And by Tuesday night, you already got your, you're already way over 40 hours. And most people that most people go crazy if they work 40 hours in a week, we were getting it by Tuesday. Um, so the, the, the schedule's crazy. Um, we're a little bit different here at Weber State, but still, you know, by midweek, we've already worked our 40 hours. And if you're on the road that weekend, then I mean, we'll put in 100 hours a week on those weeks that we're on the road. 
Um, it's it's busy during the season, but we we understand that, and so that's why Julys are important. We get a little bit of family time then. We always get a little bit of time around Christmas, um, and and as coaches and as your coaches' families, you find ways of really cherishing your time off because it does become family time that is so critical for your kids and and wife and family you got another child graduate from high school right so your kids are getting older yeah we so sarah and i are only going to have two in the house (laughs) this fall uh elena's going to utah tech ashton is graduating from byu she's got one class left and then she's done and you know it's part of life right you watch them grow up and um i'm getting older in the coaching business and (laughs) Um, getting more and more gray hairs. Sarah, Sarah used to name all the gray hairs after players when there was just, you know, five or six of them. But now there's too many. We can't name them anymore. <laughs> too many players have caused too much gray hair. <laughs> yeah. You know, it seems like she has really uh, taken to kind of adopt or uh, helping out the wives of the assistant coaches as well, as well as, of course, the players. But she really seems to help the wives bring them together because she understands what it's like and the grind that it's like for 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 wives of coaches she does um she's been an assistant coach's wife and she had a great relationship with you know coach mac's wife vicky and with shelly meyer when urban was there and then she got really close with jamie whittingham and so she understands that those relationships when you're assistant coach's wife are important with the head coach and then since we've been at Weber State, she's trying to expand it to where we include a lot of the wives, not just the coaches' wives, but she does things with the players' wives and she does things with some of the administrators' wives. And um, she tries to extend things out so that basically the program feels more like family to not just the coaches and players, but administrators, support staff, all that. Uh, we try to make everyone feel welcome. You know, we were just talking about the, the grind that you guys are in, but it, I've noticed that you always seem at 12 o'clock, whatever you guys are doing, it's time to stop. And you go out and often play pickleball, right? But but you make sure that those coaches get out of the office at least for a little bit. Well, when you get in the office at 6 a.m. and you're grinding on film and everything is so mental and, you know, we'll watch hundreds of clips in the morning of our opponent's by noon, you need to be able to go out and just kind of catch your breath and either go out to lunch or go get a workout. Uh, I think that that's a critical part so that when we get with the players at 1.30, that we've had time to decompress and think about what we just watched and studied all morning and then be able to formulate how we were going to present it to the players. I think that that's a critical part of good game planning and being able to stay mentally sharp. And being able to work 16 hours in one day you better have something in the afternoon to kind of catch your breath and to stay on top of what you're doing and so that one hour that we give them in the afternoon i think is critical to being able to sustain what we have to do for you know the four months in in the fall season you all you know you yourself too even though you say you're getting old you still are, are pretty active you get out and run a couple times a week at least even during the season right well i think it's important for and this goes for any profession, but I think it's important to look the part. Um, you know, if, if you're a businessman, to have that look of be, being sharp and on top of it and all that, I think is important. If you're a coach, the ability to look the part, I think is important. Um, you know, I like to stay active because 
every once in a while still do you know throwing contests with the players or whatever it is but that's a critical part to who I am and what I want to be as a coach and you know being well I'm not near the shape I was five or six years ago even but to to be able to stay on top of that I think is critical part of being successful in what I want to do coaching wise obviously a lot of fans don't get to see it but it's fun to see after certain practices yeah you'll do some throwing games with or contests with the players or sometimes you'll even try to race them in different things sarah always brings a candy bar on thursdays you guys you have some of those fun things that that i think people love to hear about that that you just love to interact and you you still try to act like these keep these young 20 year olds in shape don't you so we uh we do this throwing contest at the end of Thursday practice with, so it's me and Skylar Ridley, and so us two against two quarterbacks. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but we always kick their butts in the contest. So. And you try to hit the goalpost, <laughs> right? So you got to hit the goalpost from the five yard line, the ten yard line, the fifteen, and the twenty, and you alternate who's going at what distance. And so you got to hit the goalpost four times to win, and um, it's just a fun contest that we do, and. It just things, anything we can do to find ways to make it competitive, the, we're going to try to do that. One other thing that's fun on the road is those Friday night, you call it Friday night, fun night, Friday night football. It, mm-hmm. It's just low key, maybe different than a lot of other coaches might have, but you try to keep them a little bit loose because at that point, you're ready to go, right? Well, you know, Urban, when Urban came to the University of Utah, he called them best Fridays in football. Really, things didn't change much from Coach McBride to Urban. Is we'd go on the road, watch a video, hang out, good good meals, all that stuff. But my favorite road experiences I had were in the NFL, where we would pull up to the hotel and there were limos and cabs and everything waiting for the bus, and the players would scatter. And then they knew they had curfew that they had to be back to, and the players handled everything professionally and as a business and and you couldn't go out the night before a game and do stupid stuff and think you could play well we've taken the same approach here at weber state that we give a little bit more freedom to the players on the road and i let them go to different restaurants and choose where they want to go and you know it's not just a free-for-all but we let them do different things and and then we have some time where we get back together quickly after that in the hotel and get to spend time together and really what i'm trying to do is let the players just decompress catch their breath and be ready to focus for the next day because the next day is going to require all of it and knock on wood if you look at our road record um we've been a very very good road team all right let's last couple questions we talked about how uh active and fit you are but there's one thing that maybe fans don't know that you love to have and you're about to get one right here <laughs> but you just gotta have that's what is that uh <laughs> i called you out on it i shouldn't admit this but yes i was just sipping on my mountain dew yeah, I, I do like mountain dew i don't know what it is it's like a comfort to me and the reality is I don't think I drink nearly as much as people think, but I like to have it with me. It's almost like that yeah. comfort. Um, and you just I'll, kind of nurse it all day long. You I just do. Hold on I get it. a 44-ounce or like at 6 a.m. when I get in the office, and the reality is about 5 p.m. I'm throwing three-fourths of it away because it's watery and not very good anymore. And um, But it's just a comfort to have with me. I probably shouldn't admit to that vice, but I do like Mountain Dew. Sorry for calling you out on it. But <laughs> what is your, you know, your favorite thing about when those Saturdays during the game, before the game, just, you know, what, what is it that you love so much about being a college football coach? 
uh, you never know. You never know how good the team is going to be. Um, there's been years where I thought, God, I don't know how good we are, and then we end up being phenomenal. And then there's been other years where I think we're going to be really good and we're not quite as good. And the reality is you never know. And it's the same thing week to week is you never know where the big turnover is going to occur. You never know when the big play is going to increase. You never know what's going to happen. And some weeks you map it out and it happens to go exactly according to plan, but that's rarely the case. Most of the time it's it's unknown. It's this week we think we're going to throw it good and we end up running it all over the field. And then other weeks you think, okay, we have to run the ball to win this week and you end up chucking it all over and playing great. And that's what I love about college football. You just never quite know how it's going to go. You never know how the weather's going to be. You never know how the players are going to respond. You don't know if the plays that you had really felt good about that week, are they really, really going to work the way you had it planned? And um, that's what I love. It's just it's it's every week is different. Well, Coach, we're ready for another year. Hard to believe. Fall camp starts next week, uh, early August, and the season begins September 1st at home, six home games. And you, who knows? As you say, every year is going to be different. We'll see what happens this year. Can't wait. Can't wait. Love the players. Love the coaches. This is going to be a fun year.